Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talk Talks. Uh, this is our podcast at the Oxford Center. I'm Andrew Kistner, your host, the Director of Marketing. And today I have an awesome guest. Uh, his name is Kevin Hensley. And he has an incredible story that he's going to share with us. Um, in addition to that, he is working with like Michigan legislator legislation and whatnot uh, to try to get some things passed to help veterans uh, in Michigan. So I will turn it over to him just a little bit here. Uh, Kevin, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You bet. Um, so the first question I have for you is, I know you have a pretty extensive story and journey, you know, uh, through this whole thing. And I'd like to hear a little bit about that so that everyone can uh, figure out who you are and what you, you kind of been through and what, I guess, created the passion to help others. So um, I retired from the military in 2015. Um, there were some things that were going on uh, cognitively with me that I was having a problem with. Um, it felt like I was trying to grab a refrigerator door, but I just could mm. never grab the handle and, and pull it towards me. Um, I called it brain fog. How ironic because of the toxic exposure element to the burn pits in Iraq and Afghanistan, et cetera, et cetera. Speed up to... Uh, well, so first, so you, you obviously were in the military. Yes. Um, wh what years did you serve? Where did you serve? Uh, I served um, 95 until 2015. Um, I, was, uh, I was deployed eight times to the Middle East, um, wow. at least half of, the, or half of those times running uh, toxic exposure burn pits, some as large as 10 acres, where, Holy if cow. Put, where if you put eight Ford fields together, that was the size of the burn pit. So, um, and that ran 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, um, unfortunately, you see the oxygen around my, my uh, the cannula around my nose. Yep. Uh, that's a direct reflect of, uh, of constrictive bronchiolitis, which is a terminal lung disease. Um, as a result of service and exposure to those burn pits and what they burned in those in those pits. Um, so after getting out finally and retiring, luckily, uh, <laughs> retiring in 2015, um, I, uh, we, we, uh, we were told I just had asthma. Um, of course. I just had, yeah, I just had asthma. So we were trying to find answers. My wife and I were trying to find answers. So we went to... Um, we went to Vanderbilt, Tennessee, where a uh, pulmonologist there by the name of Dr. Miller in uh, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, um, had diagnosed me with uh, constrictive bronchiolitis after a lung biopsy that uh, was really extensive. Uh, my lung collapsed. I went into tachycardia. Um, I don't recommend a lung biopsy to anybody if they don't <laughs> have to. Uh, but that's the gold standard still for diagnosing right. constrictive bronchiolitis. Yep. So I figured after that, my wife and I looked at each other and said, well, we don't like the answers, but at least we're getting somewhere besides being told we just have asthma. Um, I figured if I inhaled it into my lungs, where else did it go? That led us to Littleton, Colorado and a SEER scan, um, a spec scan basically that um, found out that I had toxic encephalopathy, which means 90% of my uh, brain was uh, deprived of oxygen. Um, at that time, wow. besides, besides a brain wound of TBI, PTSD, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I first started hearing about HBOT or hyperbaric oxygen treatment um, in uh, the beginning of the 2020 time frame. Um, I had an opportunity to go to uh, Tucson, Arizona, 
North Star Hyperbarics and North Star Neurology down there in Tucson, Arizona, mm-hmm. um, through a grant uh, for Healing Arizona Veterans because the organization I was with, Vern Pit 360, was able to rent a house there. And they said as long as we're, you know, having some sort of residence there in, in Arizona, they'd be willing to treat us. So I drove 2,100 miles plus to wow. Arizona. I figured uh, at this point um, it could help with at least my cognitive function, at least trying to get my brain figured out or what have you. Um, I went down there. Um, I, you know, the unknown is what we always fear. Uh, yep. So, you know, you don't know what you're getting into. You don't understand, you know, what it's like or anything like that. Um after my second dive, I was able to take my first deep breath in over 16 years. Oh, my. Uh, and uh, which kind of scared me a little bit because of the fact that uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to be, you know, it catches you every time when you try to take right. a deep breath. And <laughs> I was able to do that. And, and uh, you know, and it wasn't, it's not designed for the lungs per se. It's more designed right. for the cognitive function portion of the, you know, healing the brain. So that was kind of throwing me for a little loop there, too. Um, but I did 80 sessions of, uh, hyperbaric oxygen treatment through, uh, um, through North Star Neurology and hyperbarics. I did a cognitive function test. I did a toxicity test where I found out that, uh, we have high concentrations of uranium, arsenic, tin, um, you know, any kind of exploded ordinance you're going to have the uranium right. from. And a lot of our veterans have the, uh, uranium issues and, you know, again, it, it's the getting answers part uh, of right. this whole process. You're on this journey to find out. Now, if it was asthma, I would have been okay with that. But it's, you know, you, you got to be able to validate. We put a lot of trust into our doctors and, you know, um, and we're finding out that sometimes they don't have the answers and, and that's okay, but that's not what um, we're getting. We're getting kind of like these, uh, I call them wags where they're just kind of throwing pills at you and they're, they're wild, you know, what guesses. Um, and, yep. and so that's, that's like my entire story. You know, we don't have, we got Grace's, my daughter, and I know you, you've met her, I believe, uh, her diagnosis of cerebral palsy, basically out of, we don't know really, we don't really know what's wrong. You know, after she was, I don't know, three, three years old and we walked into a new developmental delay specialist and she said, I reviewed the file. You know, there's everything, there's no, clear test that says that something's wrong. So we're just going to diagnose her with this and, you know, do this. Uh, I a hundred percent understand what you're saying. Yep. And, and, you know, and like I said, I, I would be better off served if they would have said, you know what, we don't know what's going on, but we're not going to stop until we find out what's going on. You know, I think right. they have, a. I think they, they open the textbook and they try to get answers that are in the textbook. If they don't, if they've ruled out so many options and I understand that, but, uh, you know, these things are, um, you know, it's important to find out what's going on with you. And, and you've got to be your own advocate. Yep. You've got to be your own, uh, you know, uh, piecemealing this stuff together and trying to figure out what's going on. Because, you know, number one, it's for yourself. Number two, it's for your family. If something happens yeah. to you, you know, it's your legacy that you leave behind. And you want to make sure that they're not fighting for you on the back end, uh, right. while, while grieving and, you know, all this other stuff. So 
We found out some answers. Uh, we went through the hyperbaric treatment. Uh, I did the right IQ test. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah. uh, where you look at the screen and you follow yep. some things. And um, I scored pretty low on that, which is pretty, you know, every veteran doesn't does score very high the first time that they go through that. <laughs> um, you know, at the, po the beginning and then the, the end, uh, I scored, uh, you know, higher. And uh, I was feeling great. I lost about 25 pounds. I, I you know, awesome. I, I, got a I got a before and after picture that would probably throw you for a loop. We'll put it in. Uh, send it to us. We'll put it in the podcast. <laughs> I sure will. I sure will. But, uh, you know, um, I did that and I was hooked. You know, um, I was hooked on HBOT from that moment forward. Uh, the people down in Tucson, Arizona, uh, Dr. Carol Hendricks and her staff, um, you know, when you walked in there, you just felt like you belonged, right. you know, you felt like you were, um, you know, you were just part of this misfit toys that were trying to be put back together, <laughs> you know? Um, so you're a watch or, uh, you know, Rudolph or whatever, the old yes. one, you'll see the misfit <laughs> yep. toys I'm referring to. Um, yep. so I'm dating myself there a little bit, but, uh, you know, so I did that and I said, I was hooked on hyperbarics but meanwhile we were also advocating for toxic exposure legislation right. um and i figured that if i did both at the same time that once the toxic exposure legislation eventually passed which it did in august 10th of 2022 when it was signed by president biden into law um, for what's called the pact act and we'll go into that in a few minutes but Mm -hmm. um, I figured once that got signed into law or was getting closer to that point, I would really start pushing. We would really start pushing for hyperbaric oxygen treatment for veterans. And right. the amount of information that we found out um, about hyperbaric oxygen treatment and the veteran community and the community at large, uh, you know, um, the FDA allows for 14 conditions for hyperbaric treatment, which is yep. ironically similar to what our brain wounds have, uh, carbon monoxide for toxic exposure kind of thing. And, uh, you know, the, the crush, the victims and, yep. um, and then, uh, so rollovers, you know, rattling your brain a couple of times, what have you, but, uh, there's no FDA approval for dramatic brain injury and PTSD. So, um, but if you talk to a neurologist, they all say if you heal the brain, heal the body and what do you need in life you need two things oxygen and water and so with 100% medical grade oxygen at a atmospheric pressure um, for those who don't know what that is kind of like taking off in an airplane and your ears pop or uh, when you're going in the mountains and you're traveling in by car and you get that ear popping in your noise that's kind of like that pressure but yep. if you do it for a sustained amount of time like uh, roughly about 53 minutes, I think it is by the time it starts and ends with the pressure, um, you know, at, at least 1.5 atmospheric pressure or greater, you start to heal those uh, blood vessels, those tissues, and uh, cognitively you start to, you know, you start feeling better, you, um, you start getting healed, and uh, you have memory flashbacks, and you have little things that happen during that time because the brain is healing. But eventually you're on a better path. And I've seen so much great things happen. I've seen veterans that had come into the office there in Tucson and tell me that they were going to commit suicide two days before they were getting oh. treated. 
And uh, after so many dives, you wouldn't even, I mean, you'd physically recognize them, but not cognitively, you would not recognize them. Yeah, not the same person. No, not the same person at all. Love it. Yes. So, um, so coming back after that, uh, we passed the PACT Act in, like I said, in 2020. Um, you know, we thought we were kind of done with that, but then we started getting on board with uh, um, the over the oversight portion of that, uh, making sure that, you know, Congress and the VA were picking up and they started hiring and they started, you know, claims and, you know, getting it ready to go. And then uh, I figured that, well, we've got legislation in for the PACT Act and that's kind of passed the legislation part of that. Let's push the legislation piece for... Yep for uh, hyperbarics um we did a uh, assessment in 2020 of the state of michigan um, we found out there was over 24,200 veterans in the state of michigan that are estimated to have uh tbi and ptsd um so we wanted to be able to heal um and treat our veterans there um the, the whole caveat to this, Andrew, is that suicide, not a one size fits all, right. you know, a nice little box where you and right. I talk and we have a session and somebody might be OK with that. Somebody might be better in a group format where they talk to other you know, people in a group setting. But the holistic alternatives um, that we're we're seeing now with HBOT and red light lens therapy and mm-hmm. uh you know, just, you know, all the different, you know, P, uh, PEMF or the pulse electromagnetic field where it's helping release scar tissue and, and uh, inflammation. And there's just so and many different. Yeah. Neur- neurofeedback therapy. There's uh, frequency therapy. There's so many alternatives out there beyond, oh, you you have PTSD. Here's some pills. Yep, <laughs> exactly. And that's and that started the journey, too. I mean, I was on 48 pills. It was like a full-time job, um, I, I swear. I, and my cognitive function was so bad at the beginning, I couldn't even tell you after I took a pill if I took it or not. Um, you mm. know, uh, I, I have one of those now. I have one of those little pill alarm things right. that that helped me remember to take pills. But, uh, you know, um, I, I attribute uh, the extension of life, the quality of life uh, now that I have with my family I attribute it all to HBOT. I mean, you go yeah. from <clears throat> the, the 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 challenge was is going from, you know, when I was in the service, I was leading 200 to 400 people and running a security and law enforcement uh, flight, basically mid midnight shift, graveyard shift, yeah. making sure we're securing resources and running law enforcement and security operations to, you know, not remembering if I took a pill, you know, how demoralizing that is to people. And, and, you know, and then all of a sudden I couldn't leave myself out of a cardboard box, you know, at at that time when I started finding out these answers and, and, you know, I mean, I was luckily enough to get my bachelor's degree, but as soon as I started my master's, it felt like the rug was pulled out for me. And all of a sudden I just hit a downward spiral and, uh, you know, so, and there's a lot of vets, you know, talking to people and, and networking and because uh, that's what this is all about. That's what this whole world's about is is talking to people, yep. networking, finding out that you're not alone. Um, you know, you're not 
riding on a buoy in the middle of the ocean waiting for that ship to come in and where there's other people on the ship that have like some symptoms or scenarios that you do. And once we, um, once we found out from SearScan that, uh, you know, the, the toxic encephalopathy, the TBI, the PTS, and et cetera, et cetera, you know, those were getting answers. And actually, that provided some hope. You know, that's provided the hope of like, hey, you know, if I've got this, how many other people have this? And yep. and now we have this, like I said, this misfit, band of misfit toys that we're trying to put ourselves back together again or Humpty Dumpty or whatever you want to call it. But <laughs> uh, um, but I mean, you know, there's you need some help. Yeah. And, and you need you need somebody to help. Right. And other you know how many people have been told. The same thing. It's just asthma. This is not the problem that you were looking for. It's like the Jedi mind trick, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, now there's, we know hundreds upon thousands of veterans who are in the same situation and, you know, getting these answers. And now with technology, we can make these invisible wounds visible, yep. you know? Um, and it's so great. And on top of that, now we partnered with uh, 4D Medical to okay. do uh, lung scans to find out exactly what's going on with your lungs, similar to the color codes of, you know, the, the spec scans and right. finding out what's going on. So now you have a site alignment site picture of your brain. You have a site alignment site picture of your lungs. If you have, like I said, if you've been exposed to toxins, et cetera, et cetera, now you have an idea where your lungs are. So because the, the, tr the traditional gold standard for, constrictor bronchiolitis in the veteran community is now going to be diagnosed as deployment-related respiratory disease. Um, and a matter of fact, Ann Arbor is going to become a burn pit center of excellence, uh, oh, wow. the VA there. And then also Vanderbilt in Tennessee is going to become a burn pit center of excellence as well. So those answers are going to continue to get, you know, people are going to continue to get those answers. They're going to get hope. And the third thing is, is that we're all talking about this in solidarity. So yep. that's the big, that's the bigger thing is that we're all coming together and then saying, Hey, look, you know, I have this, well, I have that and I have this, and this is what I did. And this is what I did. And so now we're all coming together and these scans will help the community with COPD, with emphysema. They'll give them a better, uh, a better, uh, site alignment site picture of pulmonary fibrosis of where their lungs are at their current state and actually it'll tell you now while well, your left lung and your lower lobe or your upper lobe is doing better or worse than your right, right. lobe and, you know so it gives you that it gives you that area instead of saying oh your lungs are just shot you know now it gives you that you know that site alignment site picture of where where they are and what's what's going on so um so those are positive things in, in the in the community so where I know that when we met, I don't know, maybe a year ago, you know, you were trying to get um, legislation passed so that the VA would pay for some of these services like hyperbarics or neural feedback or whatever, the scans and things like that. Where are you at in the state of Michigan with that process? Um, right now we are, uh, we had a uh, resolution done by uh, Julie Rogers uh, like a year or so ago. Um, that resolution had bipartisan uh, support. They had uh, eight Republicans and I think 12 Democrats on board with that because I, I don't look at it as a red or blue issue. I look at it as a red, white, and blue issue. So yep. um, now, matter of fact, uh, as of yesterday at noon, 
Um, there is a draft for legislation from uh, House Representative in the state, uh, Kathy Schmaltz's office. Mm-hmm. Um, we are reviewing that draft as we speak to uh, to find out, you know, what we can put together for legislation. So we are very excited about that. Love it. But uh, currently, there is ten states that have signed on for legislation, and there's six states that are in the process of legislation and Michigan is one of those six states that are pending awesome. uh, state uh, state legislation. Awesome, so they're gonna be able to help fund directly veterans through whichever you know clinic in Michigan that they need. There's not that many hyperbaric oxygen therapy clinics. Um, I think we're probably the largest in the state of Michigan. Uh, but there, you know there are others and every clinic's a little bit different. Some only treat those insurance covered conditions um, you know, we treat upwards of a hundred different medical conditions. Um, so what you're, what you're trying to do is to get funding from the VA that will go to those veterans for those services. Is, is that correct? Well, what's going to happen with this legislation directly is, is that the actual uh, medical doctor, if they feel that the person needs the, uh, the treatment for HBOT, they can fill out a grant. The doctor will request the grant awesome. for that person to go. And it's kind of like writing a script, you know, um, yeah. you want to make sure that your your uh, your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. And you're not sending somebody um, who could not benefit from HBOT uh, from right. the treatment. If they have an inner ear problem or something right. like that, HBOT's not the not the tool for them to utilize uh, because that'll do more damage than it would with the pressure than it would do uh, would help. So basically in, in most clinics like here, we have to everyone that dives. Uh, through HBOT has to go through a clearance board, you know, um, you know, of, of people that are certified in hyperbaric medicine and whatnot. I would assume other clinics have that. I hope they have that. Um, but a lot of times we find that doctors have no idea. They have no clue when it comes to treating any condition with hyperbarics. They know the 14 maybe, um, but, you know, very seldom do they know enough about hyperbarics to, um, you know, recommend that treatment. And it's unfortunate because, uh, you know, um, they don't understand it. And it's and a lot of treatment places are insurance based where, right. you know, the insurance will allow you to do this and then that stops and then they stop. So yep. um, hopefully this will go through. We're having we're we're taking some time to review the legislation. I think it's like four or five pages on the bill. Um, we'll have it in by the end of this week, and then next week uh, they'll be uh, they'll be um, pushing it through for legislation. But it doesn't stop there. We also have federal right. legislation that just came out. Uh, Representative Biggs from Arizona put in a hyperbaric oxygen uh, for veterans with TBI and PTSD um, in the federal side, and now uh, Greg Murphy from North Carolina just put mm-hmm. in another bill. I don't have the bill number for that yet, but. Uh, you know, so it's working on the federal side and the state side because, um, you know, people need to get treated. You just can't wait for a bill and, and hope because there's several processes to it. It's got to go through the House. It's got to go through the Senate. It's got to be signed by the president or the governor, depending on if you're on state or you're on federal. So meanwhile, these people need to be treated or are having issues. They need to be taken care of. And that's what we need to be pushing along those lines as well. Awesome. So I think then, I guess my big question is, so let's say all this works out the way that we want it to work out from, from a legislative standpoint. We, uh, the money's there, the grants are there. Um, there's 
obviously tons of veterans, so the need is there. How do we get doctors aware of what we can do, you know, aware of the treatment so that they prescribe the treatment, you know, because um, we can pass everything we want, but if no one knows it's there, how do we get, is that through veterans? How do we get them trained? So, so what's going to happen is, is we got to work with our legislators. Um, we have to put this out. Um, I would like the clinics that actually operate with hyperbarics to okay. be the lead focal on that to say, Hey, look, you know, if you have a veteran and they're showing signs of cognitive function issues or, you know, whatever the case may be for PTSD or uh, um, TBI, that that should be the automatic next step should be let's yeah. get them into an HBOT clinic and let's get them into. So they have to understand that it's going right. to be an oversight and education piece to that. So, uh, you know, like you said, it, it's going to be crawl, walk, run. Uh, right. Theory. Um, but uh, once the legislation gets to the point where it's going to go to the governor's desk, I think we need to interact and say, right. hey, look, what what you know, what in the medical field can we push to show people? Because right now um, and I know we're running out of time, but diabetic foot ulcers, they're amputating. Yes. They're amputating more people with diabetic foot ulcers than they are treating them and they're not even given the opportunity to talk about HBOT. So we're right. failing. We're failing on that. And and diabetic yeah. foot wounds are an FDA approved. Right. But it has to be, it has to be a, a, a number three on the, I don't know, the Wagner scale. If we can treat it when it's level one, we can save the, we can save everything. Um, but yeah, they wait right before, you know, we have to amputate. Okay, let's try our last resort. It's like, well, no, let's do this first. And then we don't have to get get down to that point. Um, I think from a marketing perspective, I'm obviously a marketing guy, it, it's got to go through the veterans. The veterans, we have to market to veterans saying that this is an option, this is um, you know, a, a treatment and a therapy that you can get help from. Um, you have to talk to your doctor about it. Right, and that's where I think we need to contact the veteran service organizations um, yeah. you know, and let them know the education piece. But as of right now, all of the uh, chartered veteran service organizations have hyperbaric oxygen treatment as their second priority for legislation for this year. So we're awesome. talking American Legion, VFW, DAV, right. um, VVA, the veteran, uh, the Vietnam Veterans of America, MOA, Jewish War Veterans, Catholic War Veterans, you name it, the gamut of uh, we're on the congressional charter, uh, you know, aspect of that. We've all come together in a commander's group. Um, we have over 550 plus thousand veterans here in the state of Michigan. We are the 11th uh, populated state by uh, the veterans wow. community in, in the in the nation. So we have to be able to um, show folks, tell folks. They have to use their five senses: see, touch, taste, smell, the whole nine yards, to be able to get this out. And then it comes down to okay, our legislators going around to their constituents and saying. You know, there's hope for you for TBI and PTSD. Yep. Proven hope that's safe, effective, doesn't do any harm, that the, you know, the doctor's creed of do no harm, you know, there's no needles, no surgery and stuff like that. Right. And let's give this a try and see what happens. And I'm telling you, um, testimonials are huge, yep. uh, you know. Um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of opportunity there that we need to continue just because legislation passed. We, we're not done. Right. Awesome. 
Well, we are here at the Oxford Center for you and, and all the veterans. Uh, we are more than happy to do anything that you need us to do. Uh, you know, we, we have marketing budgets and whatnot that we have the ability to, to help with this. So uh, let me know what you need, and uh, we'll see if we can help as many, as many wonderful, awesome people as possible. That's great, and I really appreciate the time and the opportunity to join you today on your podcast. You bet. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming, and we'll probably do, an, you know, when you have an update to give, let me know. I'll get you back on, and uh, we'll talk some more. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Uh, Kevin is an absolutely amazing individual. Uh, we sat down maybe a year ago uh, when he really, uh, he, had, he had just treated and changed his life, um, and we wanted, he, he wanted to take this to another level to help as many veterans as possible. Um, veterans mean a lot to, to me personally. They mean a lot to the Oxford Center, and uh, we're going to do everything we can to help uh, you know him through this process to get all this legislation passed, to get uh, the awareness out there, get the doctors on the same page, and do whatever we can to you know to help these veterans. So uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, please like and subscribe and share our videos and our podcasts with friends, family, and everyone on the internet. Um, and uh, we I'm having a blast doing this. So we will see you guys next week.